Hello, hello. Welcome to the party. It's She Podcast hey. with your host. You know, we have not said our names in the beginning of the show in quite a long time. I'm Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, my two hosts, co-hosts, my co-founder and partner and best friend and work wife, Elsie Escobar. Hello. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, um, and, um, And John um, Buchanan, um, editor at large. And in charge. Yes, we we figured out today that if wherever Jess goes, I have to go. I have to be like her speechwriter. I'm her editor because he's going to end up to be my personal assistant. To be honest, yes. Well, that, that and your person, no, he's going to be like, um, you know, editing you every time you have to put out a public yeah. statement. No, no, I'm no. not going to be able to write. I can't travel out. without John, or, I'll, or I won't sound as sultry as I do right no, now. I spoiled her last week. Okay, we have a lot to talk about today with the whole podcasting scene. Why don't we just hop on right into it? Because it's a really big deal. Now, I guess no. this would be podcast news. Yeah, yeah, the news you can use. I mean, I think the whole episode today will probably be the news you can use because so much news just happened. that, And it's still kind of coming, I think. Well, you know what that means. But the news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Dun, dun, dun. You know what was has been really amazing about this week, at least as it's happened, because those of you who are listening, you'll be hearing this on Monday. Usually on Mondays is when we're, we release this, but we are recording on February 8th. But the week of February 4th, which is this one that has just happened, was probably one of the biggest ones for that, like with big no- news for the podcasting industry. And even though most of us, here that are recording together have been, we really love to hear all the news that comes out, which is why we have the show. But it's never been to the point where like, everybody is at the water cooler. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. And like, and it's also kind of expanded beyond the usual suspects. Like usually podcasting news are covered on TechCrunch, you know, because that's a, it's a tech blog. Uh, that's big. And then there's yeah. some some now podcasting like news, maybe like on Ad Age. Yeah. Something like where it's like the money or business insider once in a while. It'll it'll be something right where it's like a small little thingy. But this was like, you know, CNN and like every single almost uh, website out there had some kind of coverage of these news. So shall we mm-hmm. shall we tell them what what um, what was like news number one? News number one was the possibility that Spotify was about to buy Gimlet. And then when it took place, they also swiped up Anchor as well. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So on Monday, we got a a scoop that was broken by Mr. Kafka over at Recode, the Recode.com, which I love that website. Yeah. And Frank Kafka. And so he broke the news. He got the scoop and everybody's like, oh, my God. And then on Wednesday, I believe, is when the sort of like the the actual transaction had happened. Yes. And everyone and, was bonkers. And in the mix. So, yes, it was that Spotify had purchased Gimlet for $230 million. Which and for the podcast anchor. industry, crazy money. That is like 80% of all. All the intake, all the revenue from podcast advertising last year. That's how much they spent on this. And I think they're getting ready to spend more. And so that's why it's such a big deal. It's like I, they must really be putting a lot of chickens or eggs in this chicken, chickens in the basket, eggs in the basket. Eggs they're putting the basket. a lot of eggs in the basket because that's a fuck ton of money. Dude, I have to correct myself because I just called Peter Kafka. Frank Kafka, and that's the wrong dude. So Frank Kafka is the writer who wrote Metamorphosis that I read when I was in high school. But Peter Kafka is the reporter for Recode. Sorry, Peter Kafka. Okay, go. Continue. So my big quick question is, do you know how much they spent for Anchor? No, that's what I've been looking like. It doesn't it doesn't say there. And there's also and this is what I wanted to clarify. And I actually asked our, our in a little podcast guru Slack group whether because it, it also states the CEO for Spotify says that they're going to be spending another five hundred million dollars on podcasting acquisitions, businesses or whatever services. I don't know what that could possibly be. Um, so there's more to come. 
So they're not done. Okay, so here's my big question. And when some company comes in here and does this grand gesture, do they have more money than brains? Because does this make any sense? <laughs> Ask Himalaya. Well, uh, actually, you know what? In in terms of the Q4 results that they had their um, investor call, it seemed like Spotify was for the first time profitable this last quarter. They actually were in the black. Well, not anymore <laughs> because, <laughs> because of these investments that they're making. I think that they're really deciding to make big moves. It's, it's, it's one of those things where once they kind of position themselves or can see that they were making money based on what they had created as a business model, I think that part of the reason that they start they made these acquisitions was because they saw that the business model, although it was making money, it wasn't going to be able to scale at the point in which that they wanted to, particularly because they were primarily dealing with business, I'm sorry, with music and music and licenses and the way that they pay out money and all of the kind of uh, monetary exchange that you need to really set down in terms of copyright and um, what, do, what do you call those things? Licensing and things like that for the music kind of really takes a big piece of the pie. And at this moment, their their whole business model, I do believe is obviously based on the subscriptions, right? So they need to like grow the subscription models and they also have a built-in advertising platform within Spotify itself. So they, that's how they're making their money right now. But a lot of that money exchange is really going out to the the music industry because it's high. It's a lot of licensing fees. Now with this acquisition of sort of Anchor with all of these podcasts, and then also Gimlet Media, and the aggregation of all of these other podcasts who can actually go in there, they don't really have to pay us, really, because we don't really have the same licensing. They don't have to deal with that. Well, we, right? because here's what happened. Right. We started as podcasters. We were like, listen to me, please listen to me. Look, it's free. And now Spotify, because they, they were smart. They opened it up and said, oh, do you want to put your podcast on Spotify? And we're like, oh, a listener? We could have actually 10 more listeners? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> and we ran in and gave them everything for free. We don't have Well, listening. here's the thing. The, but what else he's saying, and I read this too, is that like every time you push play, Spotify owes someone money on a song. However, mm -hmm. they don't when they're pushing play on your podcast. So it's kind of a win-win. We get a bigger audience. They get content that they don't have to pay for every time someone pushes play. And so we were, I was personally happy to run in. I love sharing my show on Spotify. I, it allows me to do it on Instagram stories. It allows me to do it. I mean, it's the easiest way to share it right now for me. So like, I'm perfectly happy giving, you know, it's the same with Amazon and Google. Just take what you need from me. If you're going to make my life easier, I'm happy to give you whatever you want. Right, now, right now. Do it right now. Right yeah. now. But what happens if yeah, this right all now, goes yeah. down and Spotify becomes bigger than Apple and 90% of your downloads are from Spotify and they're taking your content, your your baby for nothing. You're getting nothing. Meanwhile. That's what's happening now. What's wait the a difference? Minute. Hang on. Right. Meanwhile, Ariana Grande, you know, belts out a song and she's getting paid. She's getting her money. How come you ain't getting Still your money? happening now. Why aren't you asking yeah, Apple this I don't question? Think, yeah, I don't think that that's actually the same in this case. Why in terms does that of bother the, you? The and podcasting it bother industry. You. The reason it bothers me is that right now they're taking content behind a paywall for nothing. Oh, because it's behind a paywall. That's why it bothers you. Because our content is behind. That's not true. I think you can access podcasts on the free paywall, on the free tier, can't you? Yeah, I don't think I, I don't pay for Spotify. Oh, see, I, do. I so, don't pay for Spotify. Yeah. Like I have it, I have it on my phone, but I don't pay okay, for Spotify. So free and I can, can get it, just like and Apple. I can get all the podcasts. But if they do put it behind a paywall, then yeah, that'd probably be annoyed. All right, well, but hopefully forget, they let's, won't. Okay, let's say they give it away for free. But so what happens is their audience gets our podcast. Now they can go off Spotify, but what Spotify wants is they want all their listeners to just stay on Spotify. Meanwhile, they're taking our content that we pay for. And they're using it for free, and we get bupkis. You still okay with that? It's not different than what we're getting, so kind of, yeah. Yeah, I get. I, you know, I think that that's what it is. I think if the model, I want to be angry with in, you, in but I, I can't get there. 
Yeah, I haven't. That has, doesn't really bother me because at this point in time, and this is where it gets to be interesting, is that Spotify has been additive, meaning that Spotify came into the space and opened up podcast listening to a whole other audience. Like it wasn't like it took people from Apple podcast listeners or overcast right. listeners it or just cast took them listeners. From nowhere. Like they didn't take these people and then now they're now listening on Spotify. Like those listeners are still there. What they did is they started to expose. So they added to the pool, essentially. People who happen to not be podcast listeners are now listening to podcasts on Spotify, possibly a a few here. Yeah. yeah. And and it's still I mean, it's gone up in terms of percentages. There's some numbers that take it all the way up to 20 percent, depending upon who's reporting the numbers and whatnot. But still, that's a big chunk and it, it has expanded a lot. Now, again, like anything else with podcasting, I don't think that it's necessarily about the downloads or the data now. It's really about the retention. It's really we won't really know if this is, I guess, true, like when they're really going to develop true listeners inside the habit of listening in Spotify I would not say for like at least a couple of years from now, because I was also mentioning, you know, how Audible added all those Audible special. What was his name? Eric. I forgot your last name, Eric. I am so sorry. I totally respect you. (laughs) But what the hell? Um, Where he was like the Audible guy who quit Audible. But but anyway, he established uh, sort of like a paywall kind of thing, too, where there were these audio story things that were he didn't want to call them podcasts but they were like audible sounds and then he started to create these special shows inside and you would think that with an with audible it would really help meaning people are already listening to books in there people love to listen to audiobooks now we're adding this other thing here and everybody that pays for audible is getting these special things and i at the time when this came out I still have not listened to an Audible special audio production, and I love podcasts. So I th- I think that there's an under a feeling that people are just going to be like, oh yes, this is special and this is new, but we still discount the reason why people are using an app in the first place. Um. Also, I just looked at our stats, and in January, I mean, we got four listeners on Spotify, so that is a lot. Woo-hoo! Okay, so I, I so let me just circle this back around here because I, 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 as I'm thinking about this now, all right. So when we have our podcast, it goes out via RSS feed, all right, and that yeah. is generated through our hosting and everything. But what Spotify is doing is, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not 100 percent sure how the the batter is made. When I submit it through Lipson, my hosting company, Lipson sends them a mp3 of my show is that correct yeah they like suck they kind of like at this point i think that they are uh, something like rehosting, so that they sort of like cache it right so and they have it coming from their servers and then they report back to libsyn or they have their own also the data you can see their data on their servers as well as ours so do you see what happens here with spotify they are circumventing our rss feed they're taking our well, MP3. Well, so does Stitcher, dude. Stitcher does exactly the same thing. Okay. So Stitcher does. So they send, they don't take our RSS feed. They just take a copy of ours. They have a copy. Yeah. So that's why whenever anybody's out there, I don't know if you, this has happened, John, <laughs> where one of your clients is like, oh my God, I made a mistake. I need you to change. And then whatever, the title, the file, the yes. description, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to update it and it updates everywhere except those places. You have to actively search out these places for them to push out the new content because it's it takes a while like they have a cached either not re well, I, I don't even know what the exact name is if it's rehosting or a cached well, file if you will i see now this is why i thought stitcher still used your rss feed and okay so what would happen is it does but they have a they have a separate system yeah they have a different system in there that because if I yeah. let's say I uploaded this file and I named this She Podcast two nineteen because this is episode two nineteen and I put it in the RSS feed and then you says came back and said, Oh, by the way, we want to take out whatever and I had to put a new one in. Normally with Lipson, I would just take and make the exact same file name and just replace it. But now since we have Spotify and 
Uh, now, Stitcher, I didn't realize Stitcher did the same thing. Yeah, well, actually, it's not um, Stitcher, like the the actual, they don't rehost, but you do have to push them. Like something is late in there, but these are the destinations, if I may clear it up for you. Spotify is one of them. Google Play Music is another. SoundCloud is another. YouTube is another. And Facebook. So those five destinations, at least coming from Libsyn, if you publish to those places, those files are not going to get updated. So because you can... Because they're rehosting the file. Those are rehost. They're actually rehosting the file. So Spotify, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook, anything that goes out to those places, they are now hosted in those separate platforms. Oh, you're right. And therefore, they don't like if you update a file, like let's say I make that mistake with an audio. I have to go into Facebook and delete the post that came from us, and it's not going to be able to be sent out again. Right. Those are the only places. Um, Stitcher is not rehosting, but there's some weirdness that happens with them not up. I, there's some kind of cache something. It's you need to like push them. Like you have to email them and say, "Hey, can you tap on the RSS feed again to update it?" kind of thing so that they have to manually do that process even though it's not being rehosted it's just not updating they they maintain a, a kind of like a cached it they're slower they're and slower. i i know this for a fact because one time i had something happen with a client and it would it did not change via youtube so what i did was i went to lips and support and then Lipson did that for me they they had to manually do it they had to manually mm-hmm. resend it but what I was saying is that, you you know, with Spotify, what you had to do was take the file name and, and change the file name and then re-upload it. I, honestly, when it's a, that big of a mistake sometimes to just to re-push it out to everybody, what I usually do is delete the episode, put in another exact same episode with a new file, and then publish that. And then that, that pushes it out to everything again. Now, as a listener, you'll get two. And then when you go to the first one, since it's deleted, the file's not there anymore, so it can't pull it. And it can, might confuse a listener here or there, but at least you're getting the right content to them. And it almost right. takes it the other. You know, as if they've listened to it already, like if it went out to your subscribers and you wait two days and you do it, well, usually the damage is done. But after that, the, anybody else downloading it will get the correct file. Right now, with Spotify taking your files... It's kind of almost like they're, and I guess maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like they're circumventing our RSS feed and they're taking it via. Yeah. I, I don't think that you can, like with a lot of app uh, podcast apps, um, especially one that comes to mind right now, because it's the one that I use sometimes when I am un- unable to come on the computer. Um, there's a lot of times when, when I have to check people's RSS feeds or I'm looking to see where somebody's hosted, like just in my everyday workflow kind of stuff, or I'm working with a client and I kind of want to know what their you know original RSS feed is. So I have a place that I go to online to check that, but sometimes I'm on the go. And so there's an app that I use that's called iCatcher, which is an actual podcast listening app. So it's like Overcast, it's like Pocket Cast, one of those things. It's an iOS app. And what it does is it actually shows you in there. It gives you all of this information about the podcast that you subscribe to in a really nice little page. It gives you the RSS feed. So sometimes I will subscribe to a show in iCatcher and it has all the information and then you can actually, and and the other thing that's really cool about the most, most podcatchers out there is that you can copy and paste somebody's RSS feed in there and, and add it to the podcatcher and then it pulls all the stuff. So it serves to play content regardless of whether you are in a directory or not, which is the freedom of RSS. Moving into Spotify, I really don't think you can do that. You, it does not work in RSS. You are correct, John, because it is, it's pulling the content in there and they, they do have their own stuff happening in there. You know, they've got their own search algorithms. They have their own discovery algorithms. They have their own stuff that's happening in there that I feel really helps the experience of Spotify. And I'm only saying that because that's what's happened in the past, not because that's been my experience, because I don't go in there to search for stuff. But it also shows you all the things. Like if you go in there and you search for She Podcasts, it will give you all the songs. It will give you all the podcasts. And it kind of breaks it down and all the albums. Like it breaks it down to all the different places where you could find whatever that title is for that show. So they do do that for sure. 
Okay, so then my next question is, do we even care because as audio influencers, do we care where they watch it, whether they watch a Facebook Live or YouTube, as long as they interact with us via social media or email or any other situations like that? Do we really care? I personally don't really, because as we're talking here, we can say to them, to our people, we can say, hey, everybody, Jess and I are going to be at PodFest starting in March, at the beginning of March. If you want to come meet us for breakfast, you can find out all the information at, and then we can just share it, right? So I don't mind if I can get as many people hearing us and come and have breakfast with us at PodFest if they're in Florida, as many people as possible. I would be sad if I didn't have access to as many people as I could for them to show up. So I, I don't I don't mind that at all. And I think that especially with what I'm wondering about, though, is what about advertising stuff? And I'm not saying that Spotify might do some deals for the people who, who they are working specifically with, like the Amy Schumers of the world. Is Amy Schumer in Spotify? Yeah. You said, yes. right? Okay. Yes. So maybe with the Amy Schumers of the world that they have, like they're behind the paywall and whatever, and they work that out. But I, I'm wondering how, not how we feel, but how they feel about, let's say we are, you know, we're working with a sponsor. And for us, the addition of Spotify listens only works to exposure to our sponsor deal that we, Jess and I, have negotiated for She Podcasts versus um, something that they want to put on for our show. I currently don't listen to more than, uh, actually, I don't listen to any. I only share podcasts from Spotify so that people will click through and stuff like that. But I don't listen as like one podcast and the other podcast and the other podcast. So I don't know if there are ads in between. All right. So let's think about that. So now well, that's I, actually a question that's coming up is like, will they start doing that? And is that a good idea? Well, and then who gets that money? Not you. Right, right. right. Like, they get they the just, money. Well, what did Blog Talk used to do? I mean, it's it. Blog Talk used to do that. They would put three ads before and after your show, and you didn't get anything for it, did you? Right, or did you? No, I think Blog Talk did. Stitcher has done that in the past. There are a couple of other ones out there that have that as well. Like they're just in between. They're not inside the show. No, but they like kind of string it in there. Yeah, it's like Podbean, it's maybe Podbean. I don't remember. No, I don't think so. I can't remember. No, no Podbean doesn't right. do it. No. They no, like some of those those guys don't. No, no, no. It's like I no, think I know blog talk used to do it, but that's the only one I know. All right, well, let's speculate here. So now Spotify takes your content, plays a pre-roll ad and a, a post-roll ad, and then somehow they just crowbar one in the middle wherever they decide to crowbar it in, and now they're making money off of your content, and you're getting bupkis. Is that now okay, or, or are you starting to turn a little side-eye to this and saying, hey? Well, what about, okay, so let's turn it to the Facebook experience of watching videos, okay? Mm -hmm. So Facebook, let's say you're on Facebook, and you're watching a video on Facebook that that has not, that it's your favorite person, whatever, they put out a, like a three-minute video or whatever about teaching something. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's like ads in the middle of these things. And they're so yeah, annoying because yeah. it's like we will. And it just runs. And I'm like, so so who's getting that money? Facebook's getting that money. You're absolutely right. OK, so YouTube does so it. Too. They just stick it in there. It's the same exact thing. It's like, hey, listen, right. you want your content on here. We're going to take your content. We're going to monetize it and you get nothing. Right. So now, I mean, with YouTube, at least they used to pay you. I don't know what it's like now. I heard that, you know, because there's a lot of a lot of things happening over there. I know a lot of people have lost revenue due to whatever they've done over there. But they used to pay you for your videos, you know, for views and everything. Facebook doesn't. And now, you know, Spotify, we don't know what Spotify is going to do. But what I'm saying is that the music industry licensed. So if you took the content, you had to pay them for the content. If anybody clicked on it, they would have to pay you for a download. And then they could right. take that and monetize it so they could make their money back for paying you. We're not doing that as a podcast industry. And I have a no. feeling that this is going to be an issue as it goes down the road. This is going to be an issue when more money starts coming into the space. Because Spotify just spent a half a billion dollars or more. There's going to be more money coming into the space. Right. But I Good, think right? that the, 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 the issue here, though, is that 
what I'm concerned about is that middle person in the same way that you are like right now. Like the whole point that I think podcasts are so amazing is the fact that there it essentially is I create a podcast, I give it out. And for the most part, there's really no middleman here. I mean, there isn't. Nope. If you have an RSS feed, it's my content. You get it. There's a, a podcast app that delivers it, but you can choose that. You don't have to stick to one place or the other place. So we don't really usually have like what video people have to do is they generally have to go to YouTube because there really isn't a place they can go to get as many eyes on their videos. Correct. Right now, when somebody like Spotify starts using your content and selling advertising and making money on your content because they're putting ads there and if somebody listens, you're not getting that revenue. Now, all of a sudden, do you have a, do you have a problem with this? Yeah, I see no problem with it. Number one, the average, like the median number is like 150 downloads per episode per month for people. Okay. Mm -hmm. How much money are you going to get? No, I, I listen, I, even if it's pennies, it's, it's got to be something because yeah, they're, they're taking I, my I product. I don't want to deal. Like, it's one of those things. Like, if it was like a super expensive thing, like it's, it, you're going to have different leveraging power based on your audience. And unfortunately, most of us have zero power when it comes to that. Right now. Honestly. Right now. But as this thing starts to break open, podcasting's breaking open now. It I could. But at the same time, if that's the case, then you can very easily say, I don't want a piece of that pie. I want to do it my way over here. Can you take me off your whatever the heck it is? You can do that now. And you can put it on your website now. You don't have to put it in anywhere. You don't anywhere. have to do any of it. Yeah, you can take it. And, and if you're that... If you are that passionate about no one making money off your show, yeah. you can totally do it. You don't yeah. have to. You can you can you got the freedom to do whatever. Like, you know, with Adam Curry you you, and, and no agenda and, you know, those guys, it's seriously they you can do it. You don't have. That's why RSS is so amazing. You can take it out. Nobody can take it. All right. So that what I'm said, saying, though, right. But what, what I'm saying is right now. We are submitting our, we are giving our content. If every time you submit your podcast to P Pandora or Spotify, you're giving your content to them for free and they can monetize it as they see fit. That's all I, you know, that's it. I mean, if you're okay with that, that's fine. Well, so yeah, far, Apple I don't hasn't mind. done that. So it At hasn't really moment, been a risk, but mind. you're right. Spotify could do that. They could, they might. Right. We don't know. That, I and mean, they just, up, yeah, they just updated their terms of service. Spotify did. I think I got an email and I forgot to like read it and stuff. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you're you're totally right. Like that's a that's a thing that they could be doing for sure. We don't know what's happening. I don't. I can't talk about the experience of listening to podcasts on Spotify because, again, I don't pay for it. And the other thing is that. Um, at that moment, maybe it's one of those things where, and I'm, sh and I, you guys, I think Jess, you pro you pay for it, but it's like I know if you use a lot of these services for free, you have like you know three songs that come one after the other, and then after that, the three songs, then there's like an ad, and then three more songs or something like that for for the free accounts, which I find that isn't that a model for most most of anything like free apps. You have the pop-up ads that come into all the free apps. If you want to remove ads, then you pay. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. if that's the case, I like I to me that's like an that's a model for the app. If I don't want it to be in the app. In fact, Overcast has ads. Yes, they you do. You pay. You pay for I mean, I'm not saying ads as in like ads for the show. I'm saying ad. Like, yeah, they have ads. So like if you want to pay to remove these ads, you pay Marco. You pay a subscription service to Marco. Mm -hmm. You pay to Castro. Polo. I love that. They are also putting my content out. Do they need to give me money too? Because I'm giving them their content for free? Now, I, I think the difference here is, and, and this is the only, is I'm matching the model of podcasting to music. In other words, every time they play a song, that artist, it's music. Why can't, can't I? Because 
because musicians music is- work with huge record companies. They are not, they don't own their own music anyway. They've signed a contract with whoever's producing it or directing it right. or, it's yeah. So crazy. They, well, why does they that don't matter? own their own music. But why does that matter? They- for sure, first of because all, the writer, everybody that's not the artist actually is making the money. The like writer, even my best friend, artist, she have a writes very her hard own music. I can't money. even use her music if she wants me to. Yeah, this is a weird comparison because why this is, is a it? huge because, because it's a huge issue in the music industry that they don't own yes, their own damn is. music. They're not getting paid. They are not necessarily getting paid for those Spotify hits. That is right. Or they're getting a very, very were, small amount of yeah, money. Yeah, they like were given a lump sum at the beginning. Their, to, their, the people, who, yeah, the music industry the is album. who's making the cash. But do you see what I'm like saying? Like the is executives. That, so what happened with the music industry was the artists wanted to be known. All they wanted to do was play music. So they needed a way That's to. That's right. So what they did was they signed to a record company. Who and gave them a right. fuck ton of money to make an album, by the way. So they've been paid for it. Just they don't keep getting paid for it. Well, I think the person that writes the song gets paid for it. I think they. I mean, you would hope. I, I, don't I think know. they do. Again, I'm not a hundred percent sure. You can fact check that. But what I'm saying is now, I, I can just kind of see where down the road podcasting might be in this same pickle, and we've kind of just as we're doing this right now, we're we're giving everything away just to get listens because it's new. But as it becomes, uh, commonplace and the, the industry gets bigger and bigger, and more people are doing it, then I, I have a feeling that. This might come into play. I don't know. I could be wrong. This is speculation. That's all. I think you're right about having ads and not getting paid for them. That's certainly a possibility. Um, That's definitely a possibility. It's just a matter of as far as like it's just the comparison to the music is tough just because they have already signed their lives away. We haven't done that. We can pull our we can pull our music at any time, but not every artist. I mean, there are some artists that refused Spotify like Taylor Swift for a really long time. And Jay-Z, I think they put their own shit on title. They don't want to pay anybody else for their stuff. So there are people who have choices, but they only have choices because they're big and bad. Do you know what I mean? They don't have right. choices because they're like an independent who wants an audience. Most people who exactly. want an audience don't argue a lot about who owns what. Does okay. that make sense? Right. You're right, John, about that. But you s- still, the bottom line here is that the people who have the largest audiences will have the most amount of leverage to be able to negotiate deals and to get extra bonus features and stuff. So mm. what I would say, and something that I was just listening to the Accidental Tech podcast, um, and who has a, a threesome of, of, of smart, <laughs> smart white men threesome. talking about tech. Ooh, imagine that. Ooh, but they're, it's like, they're actually really great, really fantastic. It's a great show. Um, and one thing that Marco Armand said it, he is one of the co-hosts in there who is also the, the developer of Overcast is that he said that if you want to continue to support the open podcasting ecosystem, that what we each can do is to inspire our listeners to listen to podcasts in an open system app, meaning one that is that is supporting an app with an open ecosystem like Overcast, like Castro, like Pocket Casts, like all of these other apps that are developed so that they essentially work with the open ecosystem of RSS. Yeah, that's what we can do. I know. And And so we continue to support in our voices and by teaching versus, oh, my God, all of the people and the stuff. And oh, my gosh, Spotify, because regardless of what is happening in the uh, upper echelon, if you will, of corporate podcasting and the money and venture capital and everything that's coming into the scene from that perspective, it really isn't affecting the core open uh, protocol for podcasts. Like it's not affecting the everyday podcaster. We're still doing our thing. We're still working in the same way that we have. People are still listening to us. Nobody is. I can still tell everybody, come subscribe to my show. Here's my RSS feed. Go for it. It hasn't affected that. Right now. So we continue to teach that. My favorite podcasting app was Overcast, but I did go to the dark side. I went to Android and Overcast is not on. You fool. Yeah, I know. So I went over there. Now, I used Pocket Cast, but when the Google Podcast app went and made this latest update where you get links and everything, I started playing around with it and using it. And it is now my favorite podcast app on the Android system. 
The only thing you cannot do is put an RSS feed in there that is like from Patreon or something like that. So I still have to use Pocket Cast for that, for anything that I pay for, you know, that I'm going to get extra content for. But to be honest with you, the Google Podcast app for an Android is fantastic. It's clean. It's easy to use. It doesn't download. It doesn't load up your phone with a bunch of stuff. You you have to go in and say, okay, these are all the ones I want to listen to. I can stream them or I can hit the little button here and it'll download it. I can take it somewhere where I can listen to it on a plane or something like that. It is for some, it's slick. I'll tell you what, it really has outdone the Apple podcast app. So now I wonder if, if Apple's going to take that as a challenge or they don't care anymore. That's the big question. Is Apple going to step up or are they going to keep stepping back? Cause they've not done much. Yeah. But I, I think part of it is, um, and I like uh, John Syracuse on that um, accidental tech podcast, I think really coined the way that they've been, Apple has been dealing with. He's, he said they, it's it benign neglect. <laughs> and I actually don't mind that. They literally <laughs> just created the ecosystem and he's they've never been evil about anything. They just don't they're just they have other things going on. They are the they, largest it's just not how they make money. In it's the never entire been how they make world. Money. Yeah, that's all. I mean, you know, they've just invested or are going to invest over four billion dollars on creating TV and film. Are they gonna be worried about what are we gonna do with podcasts? I don't know. If I was Tim Cook. I'd be do I keep doing uh, developing the things that I'm working on right now. And then I would just make sure like the only thing that I do feel they need to get better at is to create a better UI and a better user user interface for the podcast app itself, because that just needs to be worked on in a way that isn't aesthetically pleasing, but actually usable and that they're work that they're using their own feed tags that they've put in there so that it's easier, better search, like things like that. Like I would work on the actual app itself so that it becomes better. That's what I would do. But I wouldn't like switch and start buying companies to do, yeah. you, to do what? They've been doing fine. <laughs> right. They yeah. have so much cash. You know what I mean? Spotify is making these big moves because essentially they have to. Apple doesn't. And then the other thing with Spotify buying Anchor, do they even know what they're buying? I mean, there's a lot of podcasts on Anchor. I know I have nine because I've been playing with it. (laughs) Each one has like a episode and a half in it, you know? So what are they actually buying? And I mean, I have nine, but they, I have to say, I do like Anchor as a podcasting app because it's very easy to use. Uh, for other people. And if you're a brand new podcaster, it has a lot of things in there that you, you know, you can just go in there and start podcasting. You can podcast from your phone. You can podcast from a studio and upload it. You can podcast live on it. It's, it has a lot of good content as far as producing podcasts. So we still don't know what they're going to do with it. And what happens if they decide to cut loose all these podcasts that they have submitted to Apple with their uh, email address and then all of a sudden, it's like they get cut off in a limbo because you can't communicate to Apple that, that that's your show because you don't have the email address. So I'll tell you what, get the popcorn out, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be fun to watch <laughs> to see what happens. Well, it seems it like, is. I mean, so according to, is. yeah, well, <laughs> it's so funny. I was going to say they might do what they did with, you know, Facebook did with Instagram, where they said they were just going to leave them alone. And yeah, maybe that happens for like two years or three or whatever, however many years it was when they made that acquisition. And then slowly, you know, the Instagram founders exit. And then slowly, yeah. what's his name? Zuckerberg starts to say that now we're going to possibly join messenger and instagram messages and whatsapp into all all one you know messaging experience so yeah i mean it's one of those things where they said they were going to not really engage with that platform it's going to be its own separate thing and then all of a sudden slowly but surely it's like can we just do this so yeah maybe something will happen in from there again and just what i was talking about before that whole open ecosystem and the protocols that we have set up as podcasters or where podcasting really was birthed from, from these protocols, like a lot of people don't know, like there's no idea, like especially people who are doing stuff via Anchor and stuff like that. Like there is no understanding of the the inner workings, right? And I'm not saying people need to know all this stuff, 
But the power of freedom comes from you knowing that it's powered via RSS. And so it's not about recording. Anybody can record a show. Like there's a difference between ease of recording and understanding how things work. And so there's been like, if you think about it from the like, as you would imagine websites, somebody who is a fantastic person on Tumblr, who has a Tumblr uh, you know, page and are using that, let's say, for their online presence, understands how to reshare inside of Tumblr, understands how to build community inside of Tumblr, understands how to write posts for Tumblr, how to share them out in different places. But let's say they come to a point where they're like, okay, I would like to now add and then add whatever things, you know, I need a shop. I need to have an email address. I need uh, or an email newsletter. Um, I need to start to create a contact page because I want to start scheduling meet. I mean, it depends on what you're using it for, right? If you just want to create community and sh- and retumble things, whatever it's called, you can do that and be happy. But if you are somebody who wants to create something bigger, then Tumblr is probably not going to be the place you want to have all the things. It can be that place, but it not if you want to take it up like another notch. And there's some of us like, let's say, for She Podcasts, like there's maybe conferences coming up very soon. We've done, you know, coaching things. We have our our podcast that you can listen to there, but we also share information about ourselves. And we have a media kit. We have all of these other things. We can't add that to a free service, even though we but it just wouldn't be the same. You know what I'm talking about? So if somebody starts with Anchor and wants to step it up and they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I've been podcasting for a year on Anchor. I now see what I can do with my work. I want to do more. That's where we get in trouble. Well, you're right. The power is in the knowledge and you can just use it for, I'll just say your heater in your house. You don't need to know about your heater. You just need to know how to turn it on and turn it off until it breaks. Right. Then, yeah, right. then once it breaks, that's where the rubber hits the road. And now you have to find somebody and pay somebody that actually does know mm-hmm. how to do that to go in there and fix it. Uh, yep. So if you're willing to do that and you have the capital to do that, then, I, you know, th- by all means. But uh, I'm just going to use the uh, the podcast I do with Emily Prokop, the Hate the Wait podcast. Mm-hmm. We host on Lipson and we use the, whip, the Lipson website. And Emily is amazing. And she made it look beautiful. And mm-hmm. she does so many things with it that that's all we need. And to be honest with you, we do the podcast and our hosting is is everything. That is really all our costs. It's our hosting because we use the, the, the web page there. And the reason that we can do that is because Emily dug in and really took the web page that Lipson offers and did things with it that I didn't even know you could do. And honestly, right. I don't think Lipson knew what they, you could do with it. And she <laughs> kind of figured it out. And, you know, she has done more with that web page and it's amazing. So, I mean, she dug in and she, through her knowledge, took the technology she has and made it more cost effective. So if you want to go to someone like anchor and have them do all the things, just know that if something breaks, it's like being in a car and having the steering go out. Now you're just a passenger and it's going to go where it goes and, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's why I said yep. podcasting is becoming easier but then again, when something happens, if you don't have the knowledge to fix it, you're kind of in trouble. You're at the mercy of anyone or someone who can fix it. Well, we can kind of hope that Spotify finds a way to make it easy without making it terrible. Like Anchor has made it easy, but not only is a lot of the stuff terrible, it has terrible audio, but also there's a lot of dormant shows. So like one of our colleagues yesterday was saying like, I wonder if anchor was honest about how much content they have that isn't being updated or if they were just like, we have 300,000 shows. Like, yeah, but 50,000 of them are the ones that are live. I have nine of them. Right. Nine shows, (laughs) nine anchor. You alone are causing the problem. I am the problem. Yes. You are a problem. I wanted to go in there and dig around and see what happened. I was like, oh, well, maybe I could do a podcast because we're podcasters. We're like, oh, I want to do a podcast for this. Oh, I want to do a podcast for this. It was so easy. You just went in and yeah. said, hey, here you go. And now they have, that's what I'm saying. They have, let's say they have a million podcasts in there. Probably over half of them are, have like one episode or less. Yep. If they get rid of those, really? 
Now what happens? It's interesting. And again, I think that Spotify that? probably knows that that's happening, uh, you know, or, or is investigating. That's why we don't know how much they're paying for it yet. I think that they're not purchasing it because they said that's the largest thing. They're investing in the app, the ecosystem, possibly the talent, the developers. The acquisition is based on that. It's not, I don't think that they're sitting there going like, ooh, I wonder how many, how many, you know, we're going to get all these different podcasts. No, they have, a, they have a page for everybody to put this stuff in. They're, they're yeah, investing they in the system, the, 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 the actual stuff, like how they are investing on how beautiful it is, how easy it is to record, like the tools and the talent. Right. That's what I think is is happening there. I don't think that they're thinking about all that stuff. In fact, a lot of the things that even even Apple, when they make purchases of apps, they're purchasing the talent and they're purchasing what it can do that they don't want to work on. For me right now, all I keep remembering is Blab, how everybody ran the Blab <laughs> because it was so it easy. It was terrible, though. Spotify is not terrible. But yeah, man, that shit was terrible. Well, whoever bought Blab. Just said, yeah, you got a week. Get your stuff off of here because we're closing it down. We're just taking the technology. Get your shit and get out. Did someone buy it or did they just fall apart? No, they someone bought it. Someone bought the Blab and then they decided just to take the technology for whatever reason. And they, they took it. But they didn't do anything with it, right? I don't know. Uh, I kind of miss Blab. That was such a fun idea being able to host shows on Blab. Think of all the people that had really popular shows on Blab for like two minutes and then... <laughs> Right. But you know what sucked about Blab though was I mean were you were we uh, we tried to do a she pod remember? And then all of a yeah. sudden you have these random men. The men used to remember the guys that used to come in there and start to like be inappropriate and just like they just wanted to be on a show and it was like uh Yes. Okay. But you didn't have to bring Get them in. The, the nice thing was you you know you didn't have to bring them in. And yeah, I mean that was I remember one time, I think it was Dave so Jackson annoying. had brought somebody in because he was using Blab and th he brought a guy in and I was like, Dave, please kick this guy out because he's so yeah. annoying. What yeah. Happened? So, I mean, yeah. And he was kept coming back in and kept coming back in. But again, going back to Anchor, we don't know. And if you have, if, if I had my show started on Anchor and that's my only, that's my show, that's where my RSS feed is, that's where everything is in, I'd be very, very nervous right now. Mm -hmm. extremely nervous i'm not nervous i'm excited well you don't have any shows on there on where anchor yes i'm nervous well, i have nine shows I'm not that, that have... dumb ha <laughs> ha just kidding <laughs> listeners they're the ones that have access and ownership of your rss feed so like there's no way for you to download it and put it somewhere else that's what's scary mm -hmm. kind of scary well, what you are you can, gonna do you have to work extra hard to get off there it can be done work a little bit extra hard is kind of vague but all right but you can do it. You can do it. People have, you can email them, I think, or they've, they've set it up so they can do it. I think that the, the trouble with that is that there's a lot of stuff in, behind the scenes that happens like right away as in like they submit your show into Apple Podcasts directly. So you actually skip over the whole podcast connect thing, I think, mm -hmm. as far as I remember. So it just kind of goes straight in there and it's not based on your own Apple ID. And as far as I remember, I mean, again, you guys, I'm so sorry, anchor people, if I am wrong. But as far as I can remember, you also don't have access to go see your stats, like your podcast analytics, because it's tied to your Apple ID. And the Apple ID that's being used or the email that's being used to submit these RSS feeds into Anchor is Anchor's. So you don't have access to that. Now, what could change, and this is pure speculation, is that Apple will open the API for their stats. And in that case, they'll p pull it into the anchor stats. They'll pull that once, whatever, if and when Apple decides to do that for everybody, then any host can then be able to pull the Apple Connect stats, listening stats, into their own respective hosts, at which time that's not going to be an issue. So, it, you know, that could also happen as well. It's just that there's a lot of not unknowledge that people have in there, you know, like where it's like they don't understand that they'll at people will ask questions like now I'm on anchor. I need to do I also need to be I, I need to find out if I can be on SoundCloud. How can I get on Spreaker? And it's like, well, dude, these are 
um, they're all the same kind of like it's the same thing. It's just based on the RSS. And I don't think people understand that you could just submit a lot of the time you can just submit to all these different places. You don't have to go host it. So I have one show that I would like to move the grumpy podcaster. I think I want to move it off of anchor to another hosting because I'm not sure what's going to happen. I want to try to save it. So maybe this week, what I will do is see what the process is of trying to move my show from anchor to somewhere else. That would be a pretty neat experiment. Wouldn't it? Mm -hmm, It would. Yeah. I'd like to hear how that goes as well. All right. So you could do a Netflix documentary on it. (laughs) Yes. I'm just wondering, did we want to cover Himalaya at all or no? I don't even know what Himalaya is, so I, I'm so dumb. It's a big Chinese company that just got a lot of funding, right? Yes, but it's kind of a big deal. Himalaya is funded by Zimalaya, which is the Chinese Google. They have tons of money. They are sponsoring PodFest for, I don't know how much, but they have four booths, and they've decided to fly and pay for tickets for 50 people and hotel. Plane fare, hotel tickets for 50 people not five and what is that what is it again what is himalaya himalaya is an app that allows you so like when people listen to your podcast in himalaya they can tip you and send you money that goes right to paypal well how interesting is that yeah it's pretty interesting a lot of separate apps that have done that also there's a few apps that have done it but himalaya is by far the biggest and richest you know what's really weird? How, how So, John, how would you feel if, like, Google decided to go raise money, like they were raising money? What would you think about that? Raising money? Yeah, that would make me nervous that Google was raising money for the simple fact is, okay. don't they have all the money? <laughs> right. And if they are the Chinese Google, why would Himalaya need to raise $100 million? Listen. Here, they're not Google. They're funded. They are and they're not. They're like a s- slightly separate entity. Anyway, here here's the the headline: New podcast platform launches with a hundred million dollar investment. So, like here, people at Rebel Based Media are launching a new podcast platform with no investment. <laughs> so, you can imagine that this is kind of a big deal. Like, I don't know what kind of funding Blueberry had or Libsyn had, but that's a lot of money to build a podcast platform. They are launching a creator-focused, innovative podcast platform, network, and community. They've announced that they they have ambition to climb the peak of the global podcast space, a platform, audio content network, and original production studio. The San Francisco-based Himalaya debuts with an extensive slate of original and partner-created content rolling out in early 2019, a creator-focused monetization and marketing strategy, and an experienced leadership team. Yeah, a lot of the people who work there used to work elsewhere in the podcasting space, and I'm I'm referring to this guy, Rick, but I can't remember where he used to work. Spreaker, maybe? I can't remember. They have immediate access to expertise from Zimalaya FM, the top spoken audio platform in Asia, with offices in China, Japan, and the U.S. Zimalaya FM is one of the world's most successful and fastest growing audio networks with more than 500 million listeners and is a pioneer in audiobooks, podcasts, and live streaming audio. It's like the monster in China, in China and Japan. It's like the Bigfoot we never thought to be scared of is now coming to to like destroy the town. I mean, that's a terrible uh, that's a terrible analogy. But like it's kind of I just imagine like the Loch Ness Monster as you're like in your little boat. It's like you're walking along, minding your own business. And all of a sudden you have an enemy that's like eight feet tall that you never thought to be afraid of. It's like all the stuff we're paranoid about that we've been talking about this whole hour is really nothing compared to what could be coming with this company. Like, they're making a huge play. They have lots of money. Unlimited supply, it seems like, of money. Which it seems like it's kind of scary to me. Like, I'm just afraid when people go, like, open check. They approached me at Harvard and said, when are we having a women's event? I would like to sponsor it. I know they did. You told me to. But see, this is what I'm saying. It's like, to me, I'm afraid of stuff like that. I don't know about you, but I've been listening to... Actually, there's a... I just went over to... Okay, so it's like the fire festival. No, it's not. It's like you you have these people who are like great salespeople and they're like, "Ooh, let's build the money. Let's do the thing. Here's all the money. The money, the money." And then why did people do all the fire festival stuff? Because the money. No, that's not why. The money. Right? And then the dropout. It's a, have you heard? Oh my gosh, uh, John, you're going to do it. I'm only saying it to you cuz I know Jess would probably never listen. Anyway, 
But The Dropout is a podcast about um, a woman CEO who was essentially like almost the most um, wealthiest uh, essentially CEO out there. She made, she built a company from the ground up in, in Silicon Valley to totally disrupt the medical establishment. And it turned out she was essentially full of crap. They are not Fire Festival because Fire Festival didn't have any substance. Every dollar he made, he spent. This company has substance. They have money. They have experience, a lot of experience in audio. Fire Festival was a guy who decided out of nowhere to make an event with Ja Rule. It was completely random. He didn't know what he was doing. He hired all the people that didn't know what he was doing and spent every investor dollar before it was even made. This is a completely different ballgame. This is like Sony getting into podcasting. Samsung. Okay, so if those guys have had done that, I guess, you know what it is? It's not. is? I'm not saying that they're wrong or that good for them for doing that. Like I, I'm super okay with, you know, they were covered on variety. That's a really cool, uh, like the article on variety. It says podcast platform Himalaya raises a hundred million launches app with tipping function. That's really cool. They're getting coverage, right? They know how to get coverage for variety. I mean, there's other apps that have done stuff like that, that have tipping functions. You can, in fact, add it to your RSS feed. I actually just shared that. You could see if you add that code to your RSS feed, you could have a tipping function in any app. That supports it. That said, it's not about Himalaya specifically. It's the fact that for me, at least I guess in my experience, I've never come into a situation, whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship, where somebody literally said to me, you can have whatever you want. And there was nothing that, that, that there was no assumption that I would need to in any way pay them back for something. I've always thought, oh my God, this is so fun. And you know how I paid? Oh, many different ways, many different ways, particularly when money is involved. So I'm a little tentative when somebody says, here's how much money do you need? Here's the check. It's blank. A lot of people feel that way. I understand how you feel. It is very nerve wracking to have someone write you a blank check. First of all, they haven't exactly done that. Yeah. But they are trying to get into the space and you can either support them. I mean, you know, fear, as far as I'm concerned, hasn't ever won any exciting awards. It's only only prevented people from either getting hurt or being successful. So you kind of have to... Depends on what you're after, but I mean, sometimes you kind of have to risk it. Like they've not come to us and been like, how much money would you like to be alive? They want to sponsor an event. And so if they want to promote their platform, I'm not exactly sure how that would be like for what they've done for Chris, helping people who can't afford it. Like I'm not exactly sure how that's selling out or I'm not sure how that's, you know. It's not selling out, dude. It's not that. It's just the fact that I'm like, what? So the you want to know is, what their ad game is, out. but I just it's told the you that, they want to control yeah, no, everything. I know that. But at the same time, though, you know what would suck, though, is like it's it's being like for me, per, this is a personal, personal thing. I would feel like if I took that check and they really did help me out, like, let's say they took that check and I was able to create a program for underrepresented women where I was able to give all of the resources, including tech, including hosting, including coaching, um, being able to help them where they are instead of flying them somewhere. My dream thing. They gave me $100 million for me to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And they facilitated that for me. Then for the rest of the time, I would have to say thank you. I would not have been able to do this without you. And it's like, and it's, and I'm not saying that I'm not grateful. I'm just saying like, when is the other shoe going to drop? When are they going to ask me to do the thing? Probably going to want you to share that your I show maybe don't want to do instead of using Spotify or Google or, you know, Libsyn or you're, they're going to want you to start sharing via Himalaya. That's what they want. They want yeah, their and so app then to that's be the, the number thing. one It's app. like, I don't. Castro's my thing. Overcast is my thing. I, I love them. I'm not going to change. I can't imagine what else they would want besides that, though. I don't know what else they would want. Just put our, unless they wanted just to, us to put our content on just their platform, but that's never going to happen. Why is there a Chinese Google? What do you mean? Because Google is American. The reason there's a Chinese Google is because 
they can't use regular Google in China because they don't want the people to have the information that Google has, which is everything. They want to be able to control information. So whenever I have somebody so, that wants to control my information and now they're making an app, uh, well, if they're going to control that. Here's the thing, though. What SiriusXM. Hold I'm on. Glad you, no, so, hold on. SiriusXM does not produce content in Chinese. So they're kind of just produce the same shit, but in Chinese. It's not like it's their... It's, I guess it's not, Google is not the right word. It's more like they're, they're Sirius XM, but bigger because they've been doing audio. It's like Sirius XM with Audible and Libsyn. That's Zimalaya FM over there. It's like three, it's like the, it's like three huge companies in one. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, which is owned so, by who? Who's, the, who's that owned by? The, the guy who, it just, I don't know, the company, whoever. Let me clarify really quickly in here. It it does seem that, you know, Zimalaya is particularly Chinese. Yes. They are Chinese, and one of the reasons yeah. that um H- Himalaya is in San Francisco and they've raised money in San Francisco is because they really want to stand on their own. So I am giving that to them at this moment. Yes. Um that they are building and they're trying to um be its own entity, yes. not so much with Zimalaya because there are some conversations around Zimalaya and all of the things that you're bringing up at this moment. The last sentence inside of this Variety article says, quote, the setup also helps to ensure that Himalaya isn't associated with some of the Zimalaya's more peculiar efforts. Last year, the Chinese company launched a dedicated version of its smart speaker for members of the Chinese Communist Party, end quote. So, what? Yes. So there is obviously uh, that component. And China is... What did you just say? Where did you find that? I need to see that immediately. But what I'm saying to you here, though, is that they're trying to distance themselves from some choices that Zimalaya had done in China. And so Himalaya wants to do its own thing. So I'm saying a positive thing here that they are attempting to have their own funding, be their own thing, and not have the Zimalaya, like things from that company, whatever that reputation is and what the, that company is doing, reflect on Himalaya. Again, Himalaya is a San Francisco-based startup that has funding from Zimalaya. I don't see anything about communism on this article that you sent me. Read the last sentence. Oh, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see that entire sentence. That I like how that paragraph at the bottom is at the bottom of the article. You notice how that's the last sentence because most people have stopped reading it mm-hmm. and didn't get well, to that, that part But that's the last yet. sentence and also the last p- entire paragraph al- really addresses the issues that, you know, John and, and, and I read all this stuff about that too. And so, again, it's not about anything other than the fact that I'm a little bit leery about what are they buying? And it feels like if they're just giving you a blank check that they really are they're looking for something and it's not, you know, this isn't a charity, right? They're right. not an anonymous donor. Exactly. They are a company that's looking for something and they are very, very strategic at making alliances with people that can actually um, get them what they want, which is exactly, which is fine. That's what businesses do and how they, they grow. But when it comes with a, with like, it would be better if they just came in and like, we would love to be your sponsor for an event like a headline sponsor this is how much money it is and it would be something that isn't going to make our jaws drop and go what do you want because that's exactly most companies out here are like well i don't know if i want to pay a thousand dollars to be a a sponsor right that's the general rule right and if you go against that most people are going to be like you're "Ah." saying if they offered to fly in and pay for a hundred women to come to our event we should say no because they're supported by or support communism. No, you are completely missing what I'm saying. You're not even close. You're not even in the ballpark. You're yet. not I know. even close. I'm, all right. What are you saying then? All I say is that we have to owe them. They don't do stuff for charity. There's going to be a return yeah, on investment don't somewhere. don't do things for I free. got that past that point. I heard that part. I'm saying, so do we just not get in bed with them is the question. No. Not just you and I, but people in general. Should we not just get in bed with them? No, I think that they're just, I would like to sit down and say, like, why do you want to give me so much money? I mean, I have to say that I've had conversations with good, stable companies where we've been talking money, a lot of money to be exchanged. And most people are very conservative, except when you just get funding and then you learn how to spend it real quick. 
you get really good at spending money and burning through it and not being able to create a sustainable model. I respect people that say, you know what? I value this. I value this. This is how much money I can offer for this because of we have to figure out how to make this work, whether or not this is viable or or has a good ROI. I mean, that's a smart situation here. Instead of here, do whatever you want. It feels really weird. My I always go back to the same thing is if it sounds like it's too good to be true, it usually is. Nobody's out there throwing money around. There's no somebody out there just throwing seed money around for no reason. There's got to be a they have to make some kind of return on their investment. If it's not with money being paid back, it's through influence or somewhere down the road. Somebody's going to come back and collect. You know, Jordan Harbinger is a mentor for them. Like he's a member of their staff. Okay. I just thought I'd throw that out there. (laughs) I don't know what it means, but. Again, this could be totally legit, but I would keep distance until I found out. Well, interesting stuff today, you guys. I have to say, (laughs) lots to think about for sure. Well, let's wrap it up, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you want our show notes, you can find them on ShePodcast.com. You can also find us at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at she podcast. If you want an amazing editor, please go to audioeditingsolutions.com and ask for John Buchanan. We also have a special VIP group where we are answering all your questions for $5 a month. It's through our Patreon program. Go to patreon.com forward slash she podcast. Join at the $5 level and you will have access, almost unlimited access to Elsie and I at all times. We will also see you at Podfest in Orlando coming up. We're super excited. And um, what else? I think that's about it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Peace out. Love you. Mean it. Bye.